Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Rass and Randy Griggs. And welcome back, <laughs> Cigar Dojo. We are back on a flavor odyssey. That's right. Uh, yeah, we had some a uh, little bit of technical difficulties here, Eric. Hopefully they can see us and we're running at full speed and we're back on track. We are. We are back on track, Randall. Randall I'm Griggs. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. So uh, we got the uh, got studio audience going tonight. We got Matt and Scotty in the house. How are you boys doing over there? They're ready to do, uh, re- do ready to do the pairing with us. So that'll be fun. Fantastic. Everybody's psyched to do the uh, Aganorsa Signature Jeez. Series uh, cigar. I'm ready. I don't know about you guys, but we're all ready here in the studio. I don't know the guys watching you know, on Facebook and Twitter and. YouTube and everybody, hopefully you guys have this cigar. Um, yes. Well, hopefully you have this cigar every day anyways. Yeah. Because it's just one of the best cigars in existence. Well um, I'll, I'll, I'll get us going here. We'll, we'll get started fast since we're, we're here late. Um, tonight we are back continuing our se- fourth segment of season four with the Trail de O Natural. Ooh. We are smoking literally one of my favorite cigars in the Aganor Salif, and I've got to take Terrence is going to give me a hard time when he gets on here because I've been saying it wrong all week. I've been saying signature series. It's the signature selection. Right, right. I always and say that, that wrong, was, too. That is my fault. I, yeah, I, I, I keep calling it the signature series. I don't know why I do that. It is the Aganor Salif signature selection uh, featuring some uh, Medio Tiempo in the filler. This is one of, just in my opinion, one of the greatest cigars that they make. We're going to hear a little bit more about that as we do have on one of our show's absolute favorite guests and the current human being of the year, <laughs> one Mr. Terrence Riley. Terrence Riley, welcome to Flavor Odyssey. Oh, guys, thank you for having me. I, I know this is a weird angle. I apologize. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, do, I'm doing what I can with what I got here. Uh, I'm, I'm in uh, Arizona. I flew out this morning, and uh, it was so important for me to be with you guys here today that I'm, uh, I'm set up in – Kind of an awkward position, but uh, I'm happy to be here and, uh, you know, just living the dream. It'll be the, it's the greatest day of our lives. That's right. There now, T- Terrence, the, the whole point of this show is we strive to pick our best pairing with this particular cigar. And so, you know, before we start, you know, if I said to you, Terrence... Which direction should I go with the drink pairing if, if you didn't know what I was doing and maybe like I'm just a, a guy in a lounge? You know, what might you say? Like, what might you point us? What, what direction would you point me to if I, if I was seeking your advice? Well, I, I, would, I would go one of two directions. I would either go, 
you know, a more floral scotch. You, you think of something like, uh, you know, a Macallan or you know, something Speyside, something Highlands, um, Glenmorangie, uh, um, something along those lines. However, um, I also think uh, a, a bourbon that is mm. not too aggressive. You know, you, you have like your, uh, your Booker's bourbon. <laughs> you have your Booker's bourbon and you have your kind of, you know, your, your uh, cast strengths. Those are probably a little too much for this. Um, so what I'm pairing with, and it's going quite well, um, is Smoke Wagon. I'm doing a Smoke Wagon small batch. Um, and, uh, and that's pretty tasty. I have to say, I, I think it's, it's a really good pairing and they balance each other well. Nothing's getting overwhelmed. Smoke wagon. They're I think they're out of Vegas. Um, yeah, yeah, they're out of Nevada. Yeah, yeah out of Nevada, which is, <laughs> which is they make some pretty good. Uh, they, I've had Scotty's brought over some pretty good uh, smoke wagon in the past. That's a good choice, um, Randy. When you, yeah, I've never had the smoke wagon. Yeah, what's the one Scotty that you brought over that was super good? Uh, well, I brought over the uncut, unfiltered. That I think that might. And have been then the I one. also brought over one of their like super limited small batch had a medallion on it. I don't remember which one it was, but that one was also. Yeah, really they make tasty. some. They make some pretty good. Uh, they make some pretty good stuff, Randall. You had to give them a shot. Well, I'm I'm glad that that you already set the table the way you did, Eric, because it hadn't even occurred to me, um, uh, Terrence. You know, I'm not sure. I, actually, I do know for a fact that you do watch some of our shows here, but we've never had you on. Uh, Flavor Odyssey isn't a show that we really do uh, interviews as a or, or guests really really as a, as a mainstay of what we do here. We are here to pair and uh, and talk about pairings and talk about creating uh, what I like to call aha moments for people and really like drive them to a, a heightened experience uh, through uh, finding a beverage that uh, brings out um, your characteristics in the cigar that, that make it a, a, a heightened experience in general. Um, so uh, appreciate what you said there. So, you, so you're going with a, a bourbon from Smokehouse. Uh, we'll go ahead and do the round robin, get, find out what everybody is, is pairing. We didn't really talk about this, Eric, but I would say that I should probably be going head to head with Terrence. Sure. Uh, in in the challenge, you know, with Robbie out this week, um, uh, and and you know, Terrence started out the show by throwing down the gauntlet, and you know, I mean, who knows these cigars better than Terrence Riley himself? Sure. Uh, VP of Sales and Marketing of Agonorsa Leaf. Um, uh, so I myself, and so Jordan, if you want to follow suit, make sure that our poll goes out. Showing the smoke wagon, you can put everybody up on the pole tonight since it's a little bit of a, a wild card scenario with Robbie out. I myself went with something. Um, I, I haven't done beer in quite a while. We mm. did so much beer in season one. Uh, we've really tried to like delve more into the cocktails and into the spirits world in some of the um, the uh, more recent seasons. I went with one of my favorite beers. As I as I've said, this is one of my favorite cigars. I am pairing. The Agnor Salif Signature Selection with the Samuel Smith's Nut Brown. Uh, this is an English brown ale, uh, Southern Brown. It's gonna, it's gonna have uh, some chocolatey notes, some uh, very, very um, uh, light coffee notes to it, but very drinkable, very smooth, very, very rich, um, but without being like overly powerful, like you could get with some American brown ales. Um, and so I, w I wanted to be very careful not to overpower the cigar and allow, allow the, the flavor of, of Agonor Salif tobacco really shine here with the pairing. And so um, so that's what I'm going with. Eric, what are you pairing with? 
So tonight I decided to um, go with a Buffalo Trace, but this is a uh, this isn't just um, the regular Buffalo Trace. I want to talk a little bit about um, this is a store pick. So it's a uh, single barrel select store pick from Tipsy's, which is a really really large uh, retailer here uh, locally to us down the street. Actually, Scotty picked this up. Scotty Brayband picked this uh, particular bottle up. And uh, I do want to talk a little bit, and I'll get into it more later, but Buffalo Trace to me is, is sort of like a mediocre bourbon. It's not one of my favorites. However, their store picks tend to be really, really good. So why is that the case? We'll talk a little bit about that tonight. So I'm hoping that this store pick, uh, Buff Trace, uh, has all the right notes to go with my signature selection tonight. Uh, Jordan, what do you go got going? Uh, I didn't have the cigar because Terrence didn't send it to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you you sicken me. But I do have uh, Aganor's Leaf Anniversario uh, Corojo. All right. Oh, nice. Well, I didn't send it to Randy or uh, Eric either. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, well, I don't know if you you know this. I, I know you've tuned in for some of the shows, Terrence. It it, it, it has uh, it, it's a, a a truth that has just kind of organically revealed itself over the course of this show. <laughs> Jordan exclusively <laughs> smokes free sample cigars only. But like it's an exclusive situation for him. So if he he wasn't sent one. He just doesn't have one, and that's oh, just I mean, how it yeah. goes for Jordan. You know, if yeah. you want me to, you want me to rave about your cigar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's an endorsement. Oh, if I don't get it for free, I'm not going to smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> Th uh, thankfully, Jordan Humidor doesn't drive the direction of this show. Mine does, and so uh, we're in good shape. Here. Now, uh, Randy, I'm pretty sure that uh, Matt over there, Matt. Matt, you have the cigar. You have the uh, actual cigar. What are you going to pair with Amazing. your selection? I do have the cigar, yeah. and I offered to give it to Jordan for free. And he said no. Um, I'm just doing some Old Forester 100. <laughs> yeah, so you're going Old Forester 100. Yes. All right. So there we go. Uh, Scotty, what I did you – you're doing a Cerberus, right, Scotty? And what are you what are you gonna pair with your service? Oh, I'm just sticking with Old Forester 100, the right. tried and true, the go-to. All kinds of bourbon going yes. down tonight. But I had boys. to stay with Agonorsa, even though I didn't have the cigar in my humidor at the time. Well I've done. smoked them all, so I stuck with the Cerberus. So the the, uh, the Forester 100 is a is a great. We were talking about actually that I, I, when I was thinking of getting something, it was between the Smoke Wagon and the Forester. To be honest, so that's that's an interesting fact that you guys are drinking. By the way, if you're unfamiliar with the Old Forester 100. You can find it pretty much in every liquor store in in the states, and it is a great like twenty four dollar ish. Uh, great bourbon, yeah. yeah, yeah. It never fails. So that is can't drink, the, be can't drink better for the price. Yeah, that's a value yeah, blend no, right there. That is a value right, bourbon. Right. No, I I think we actually covered uh, uh, Old Forester one hundred um, several six or seven shows ago and talked about that. I think I think they, you you would might be able to say that's the kind of their like base. Uh, uh, blend. Well, and they got the eighty-six. The eighty-six is sort of their base, but yeah, it's it's right next okay. to that one. But I had the birthday. Yeah, yeah, but, but but the oh, value, birthday the value is, on it great. though is just tremendous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we did. Uh, I, I was with uh, the guys from Cigar Snob, and we did a, a, a tasting of all the different ones. And 
And then the final one was the birthday. Oh. The birthday was outstanding. Yes. I mean, they're all good, but uh, the birthday was like you, you know, because sometimes you wonder how much of it is all the hype and everything like that. And it was like, yeah, this is really good. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, especially with the uh, topic that Eric's going to delve into with sort store picks. Um, because we, we all know so much of it is marketing. So much of it is buzz. You know, you, you if you create a, a pent-up supply, you, 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 you know, uh, manufacture a, an unreasonable demand sometimes uh, um, through that type of marketing. So, so it's always fun to hear when it's just like the experience actually matched up to the, the expectation yeah. and the buzz. You know? Yeah. I, I love that a studio member has the cigar at Jordan. <laughs> well, he so, went. So he went and bought I, it. I'm I not going to take it. Like, I also <laughs> am on Team Matt tonight. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm just going to say this is probably the most embarrassing moment of my life. <laughs> but Jordan doesn't even have. It. it should be the most embarrassing moment of Jordan's life. If, You're, if, you should have the right cigar. If I meant anything to Jordan, he would have. He would have found this cigar. He would have driven oh. to another state. He would have. <laughs> He would have had somebody overnight him some. He would have done something. But you, you here we are. The funny thing is not not only did Matt offer him the cigar, he probably could have just thought ahead this morning and asked his dad to bring an extra one from his house. Oh, no, I did that. He probably would have got the job done. Actually, I, this is my last one, man. I, I, I bought oh. – I just recently bought these. Um, I, I bought some. I think it was from maybe Atlantic. And, man, I just burned through them. Um, so – you're welcome, Terrence. Um, I burned through these bad boys, and this is my last, my final one of these. I love this cigar. So time for some more. Obviously. Yeah, time for some more. And um, so, but maybe before we get into this pairing more in depth, I mean, this whole conversation, Randy, it mm -hmm. sort of reminds me of something. It does already. It does. Yeah, let's. <laughs> <that's, laughs> reminds. Randy! Tonight's episode of Flavor Odyssey and the greatest day of our lives is brought to you by none other than Drew Estate Cigars. Drew Estate, the brand that brings you some of the most delicious tasty cigars in the world and has a portfolio that covers the full spectrum of flavor, so much so that they have a cigar for every smoker and every occasion. Please support everything Drew Estate does by following them on all social media platforms at Drew Estate and ask for them at a brick and mortar near you. Now, while Drew Estate keeps the lights on here at Studio B, what would a cigar pairing show be without cigars? Every cigar smoked here on Flavor Odyssey is sponsored by our good friends at Smoke In. Don't miss a true premium cigar experience with their courteous and knowledgeable staff and over 600 of the world's finest brands to choose from within Florida's largest walk-in humidors. Drop by any one of their 11 brick-and-mortar locations or visit them online at smokein.com. There we go. Now it's out of the way. Now we can really dive into this pairing. Good job, Randall. Good job. Uh, 
You well caught done. me off guard a little bit. I apologize. I, I, I wasn't as ready as I should have been uh, uh, well, for, for Reddit's reads. As everyone knows, it's probably my favorite part of the I show. Don't, I, I think uh, Sensei is forgetting that we started the show like I know. 15 minutes late. That's, so. that's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's true. That, like, that's better. It's better. It's out of the way. Now we can just talk. Now we can just yeah. talk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Here's the thing. Darren showed up, mentioned Cigar Snob. You know, then I I, I, I responded by mentioning Drew Estate. So, so it's tit for tat now. No, no, no. There we go. We're, we're all friends. I love Drew Estate. That's um, true. That's true. That's true. So, so Randall. Um, yes. This this particular pairing. How far into the on natural segment are we? Is this the second one? I, I kind of think this is the fourth one. This has been the goofiest segment of, of oh. in show history in 115 episodes, ladies and gentlemen. And and, and as the co-host of Flavor Odyssey, I'd like to just take a moment and thank all of our audience members for tuning in each and every week to support this show. We really appreciate that we're, we're at 115 episodes. It feels like we started yesterday. It's just a bunch of us hanging out, enjoying flavors, and we're so thrilled that you guys like to tune in. Uh, so if you do like the, the video, please go down, like the video, subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Uh, and, uh, and and that being said, I have no idea exactly where we are in this So <laughs> we are, this is the, uh, after right all that, uh, we, this is the third one. Third one. Uh, the fourth will be the uh, Fiat Lux. Okay, so we have one, one, oh, more, right. one more to go. Okay. Um, now, now, Randy, out of these, uh, out of this, uh, I'm sorry, you said you're the co-host. I sort of feel like now I'm just the host because I'm the only one that ever shows up every single week. <laughs> See, now, Eric, you brought up a big point. I was like, you know, no wonder, Randy, it feels so fresh to you because you've been here for about mm, 75 to 80 of them. So it's been good. It's been good. I'm glad you're still fresh. So, so here's the funny thing. A, a, a little peek behind the curtain of, of the uh, of the Cigar Jojo and Flavor Odyssey uh, personalities at large. Uh, Robbie really likes the fact that he's the host and I'm the co-host. But if you actually look up the definition of co-host, we're both co-hosts of this show. Like anyone that's a host is technically a co-host. So Eric, you are also a co-host. Okay. I would almost make the argument that Jordan's kind of a co-host too. And we we give him he gets the big title. He's the producer. Now, Randy. What about me? Like, what about me? Am I a co-host? Co no. Nah. Oh, sorry, I forgot you were here. You're a guest. Uh, guest. <laughs> You're guest. Guest co-host. Yes, but hey, just just for the for the sake of our audience, Randy, with yeah. that with your shirt on, let's not peek behind the curtain any further than we already are. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I I noticed that that Barry Driscoll, uh, cigar cop, uh, mentioned a a uh, dress code. Jared Cigar Odyssey. Uh, or cigar. Cigar Jojo. Uh, or a lack thereof. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say. I don't know what the temperatures like the rest of the country in Northern California. It is hot, hot, hot today. Bro, so bro I'm, I'm in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah you, wanna... I, I, you don't have any excuse. What, what is the temperature where you're at right now, Terrence? Ninety something. Oh my god. Okay, when I say it's hot, 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 and I showed up in a wife beater, uh, it, it's eighty-two degrees here, and, yeah. and I would refer to this as sweltering. Yeah. Yeah, see, uh, it's, 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 it's 90-something here. All right, let's I'm get a, into I'm this cigar. Boy. I, I, I'm used to, like, a lot, uh, mid to high 60s. It's like a nice summer day where I'm from. All right, that's so, enough, enough, enough all weather right. talk. Enough, enough weather talk. Uh, yeah. Terrence, let's hear about yeah. this 
cigar. Now, this cigar, uh, as as you were coming into the company and you were sort of like converting everything, this cigar came out shortly after that. So talk a little bit about the genesis of this cigar. Let everybody know the significance of the cigar, where it sits in the portfolio, why it came to be, and, and what it's all about. I, lo- I love how you phrase that yeah. question, number one. Uh, so, yeah, the, the idea behind, again, we always say our leaf is our strength here at Agonor Center. And so for us, um, this cigar highlights a lot of the capacity that we have because we're vertically integrated. So this cigar uses Medio Tiempo. Medio Tiempo, um, for those who don't know what that is, it's uh, the corona part of the plant. It's the very top of the plant. Um, it's, uh, it's the leaves above the lajero. Not every plant produces it. And, uh, and, and when they do produce it, it's only a couple of leaves. So to give you an idea of, uh, of how, how rare it is, we, we harvest about 20,000 bales of tobacco a year overall. Uh, maybe 100, 120 of that will be medio tempo grade. So it's not a lot. Um, so it's hard to utilize it because you can't get a lot of it to begin with. And then two, um, it's temperamental. It can be very, it can be very different in flavor profile and strength depending on uh, what farm it's from or what lot on the farm it's from. And so, uh, the, the fact we're able to create a cigar that's consistent <laughs> that uses medio tiempo is uh, is a huge advantage for us. Uh, wait, wait, I missed something. Is something funny? <laughs> <laughs> Just keep going. You're, you're good. Just you're good. Going. You're, you're, you're am, good. I, am I out of the joke? No, you're not. Jo- jo- Jordan's a child. Just keep going. <laughs> we just got a we just got a nice glimpse of a beautiful picture of a cheesesteak that you posted. That's all. It was. No. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll never live. I'll never live that down. So you um, and so, uh, yeah. I mean. Uh, so, so, so that was kind of the idea. It's to highlight the fact we're vertically integrated, that we have to, uh, tobacco and uh, great tobacco and, to, and, and, and the quantity that's necessary to produce something like this. And even then, uh, Signature only comes out a couple times a year. Uh, it's an allotment release. So basically, we, we build up enough to release some, and then it goes out. So sometimes it comes out uh, you know, two or three times a year. Sometimes it comes out once a year. Um, and and it's, been, it's been a consistent seller for us because – as a unique flavor profile, I think it's a cigar that really um, highlights uh, the Agonorsa signature profile well. It's very balanced. It's very nuanced. It's very rich. It's got a lot of depth um, and character to it. Medio Tiempo, uh, if you ever look at the leaves, they're, they're, they're thick and small, like alligator skin. And so uh, you don't use a lot of it. It's kind of like Tabasco sauce. You, you put too much on your, your food and it all you can taste is Tabasco sauce. You use a little bit, and it accentuates the flavor. And so for us, um, we just use a half leaf in the blend, very little, and it just kind of gives the the blend an extra depth and, and, and structure. But every time I smoke one, I always think it's older than what it is. It's, it tastes like an aged cigar, a cigar that's been aged a long time, um, and and uh, and that's kind of what I like about it. Yeah, I, I love that you referenced that. If you hadn't said that, I was going to remind you that uh, I literally saw an interview that you did a few years back um, stating exactly that, that it gives this this quality that you expect from, from a cigar that boasts to have five-plus-year aged tobacco, but you're, but you're able to like kind of bring that refined, aged character with a small addition of the Medio Tiempo. Um, you know, I'm not a mathematician, but it, I show that to be like less than half 
about half of 1% is this Medio Tiempo. Obviously, it was um, it was kind of a marketing uh, uh, push a couple of years ago. A few different cigars came out with, with the Medio Tiempo. But this is the only one that I know of that's like regularly produced um, that, that boasts that. Um, and, and, and something else that you said a few weeks ago when we were all in Miami and you did the Smoke Night Live that I was able to uh, – uh, accompanying Eric in, in hosting as a guest, you, you had mentioned this cigar as um, as a bit of a blend. You know, you talk so much. If anyone's had the opportunity to meet you and do one of your uh, your guys's uh, uh, live events and try the puritos of the uh, the Corojo and the Criollo, I, I believe, if my memory serves correctly, you would have actually reference this a blend as a pretty good. Um, combination of those two, where where one wasn't more dominant than the other, is that is that am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, I de- definitely. I, I think this is a, a really good expression of the synthesis of Corojo and Criollo. We we have blends that are Corojo dominant. We have blends that are Criollo dominant. The new Cerberus that's 2012, so you have that influence. Um, but in terms of our signature flavor of Corojo and Criollo, this blend is definitely. Um, like if I wanted to impress somebody with like what Aganorsa is, this is a great blend to do it with that, that has that balance between the two. All right. So uh, Jordan, do you get the poll up and running yet at all? Uh, it's, I have it and I will activate it. Now. Yeah. Activate that poll. Terrence, give us a update as to how so far early stages of your pairing. How do you think it's going to this uh, point with the, uh, Smoke wagon bourbon. It's going, it's going great, really. It's a. Uh, so generally speaking, like I said, I like a bourbon that has a little bit more pop to it. I like cast strength. I like barrel age. I like, I like stuff that's a little bit thicker. Um, but with this cigar, um, this is a a great pairing because nothing's getting overpowered. I'm getting the nuances of the cigar, and then the bourbon. Uh, I'm getting. I'm, I'm getting the nuances of the bourbon. And then, you know, when you take a puff and you take a, a sip, um, they're both bringing out other, other, other tasting notes. Um, so I, to me, it's a, it's a really good balanced pairing. Randy. Yeah. You know, it, I, yeah uh, so, so I'll talk about mine a little bit. And I, I, I think that's well stated. I think it's interesting. You know, again, if you guys have followed uh, the Aguinor Salif kind of story and, and some of the other interviews we've done with Terrence, again, talking about Kuroho and bringing this sweetness from the Jalapa, um, you know, volcanic, uh, the, the, the loamy soil versus the Esteli volcanic soil that kind of drives that spicy character, a little bit of that more salty, briny uh, notes. I think it's interesting when you get into this combination where, where neither are, are necessarily dominant. Um, you don't necessarily grab briny or sweet as a as a as a flavor that you pinpoint that you would describe this cigar but when you really think about it it has this complexity to it that that brings those both together and 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 i'm curious what what you have to say about this based on on how you reference your pairing uh terrence because i would say that you you know we've been going through these au naturel um trail as i like to refer to this segment we've been smoking natural wrapped cigars and and uh I think last week uh, I had tried a pairing that the the beverage totally overpowered the cigar. It's it's a lot easier to overpower a natural wrapped cigar. Um, I, I did a espresso martini, and uh, and it totally overpowered it. Um, this though, for a natural wrapped cigar, I would say it is 
very full flavor. Like it brings a lot of flavor. And as I'm going through this and, and I'm really excited about my pairing, I think the, the, the uh, beer that I chose is, is also kind of um, uh, medium intensity with uh, full flavor, uh, which is kind of how I would describe the cigar. Um, but, but that's, but the cigar really brings a lot. I, I feel like this is a, a, as far as a natural wrapped cigar, something that's going to be a little bit harder to overpower than a lot of other cigars in, in its color range, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there's intensity, there's intensity of flavor and then, then the strength. Right. And so you can have something that's intensely flavorful. That's not necessarily, um, strong, you know, and, right. and same thing with, again, same thing with a drink. You can have a drink that has a great flavor nuance and everything else to it, but isn't necessarily uh, high alcohol, or you can have something that's rather smooth. That's really potent. You know, and it doesn't have necessarily a lot of flavor, but it's super smooth, but it's very st- strong in terms of, you know, alcohol or in the case of the cigar nicotine. Um, sure. and, and so what I like about this is I get that intensity of flavor, but I can mm-hmm. smoke this. I could smoke two or three of these in a row and not blow out my palate. Um, and, exactly. and, and again, I, I think that's always what you're kind of like, you want to have something you can, you can smoke consistently. I think that's something that, you, that, you know, we all like something that's got super, you know, high octane and, and, and those are great too, but like, you can't have that all the time and all day. Mm-hmm. Whereas this cigar, you could have it pretty much any time and really appreciate it. Right. But, but it's going to match up against, you know, we, we talk all the time about the, the different cigars you might smoke in the evening versus the morning. Sure. And, and, and so one of the things I really like about this cigar and I appreciate about it is it's not so powerful that like you don't want to touch these before morning isn't something you'd say about this cigar. Like you could absolutely pair this with your morning coffee. And it's also uh, intense enough in flavor that you could smoke it after a steak dinner and, and not have it, you you know, uh, diminished. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. So, um, so anyways, I, I just, sorry, Eric, I know you asked me a question. I I kind of diverted a little bit there. Um, But that being said, um, the, the English brown ale, is again, like I said, unlike an American uh, brown ale because it doesn't have that 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 hoppy and bitter bite that American brown ale would have. It, it's a much softer, uh, c- kind of richer, sweeter, smoother um, feel with with a very chocolatey uh, note to it that I, I feel is really bringing out um, so some of the characteristics on on the cigar and because of the the yeast. Uh, fermentation, the, the yeast profile on an English beer is going to make it um, kind of linger on the palate a little bit more. And so when you take a drink of the beer and then you take a draw of the cigar, there's still uh, a kind of residual flavor uh, on, on your palate from the beer that the cigar gets to play off of. And, and, and it's actually, this is working out really, really well for my pairing. Well, that's good to hear. I, I got to say what's, what's interesting, um, Randy, Terrence, with... Um the the bourbon in this cigar so so normally with this cigar I, if i was drinking topo chico i think i would describe this cigar as having you know some of that graham crackery kind of flavors but with the bourbon um i'm getting a much more uh, a molasses almost like a uh yeah uh, that sweetness that kind of like, oh. yeah yeah like a, what's that cookie uh with uh, with a lot of molasses in it it's like a gingerbread cookie like a ginger snap, but a without, ginger snap? without yeah. the spicy, without the, the that uh, right. jalapeno spicy kind of flavor to it. So we, I guess what I'm trying to say is this cigar is able to 
hold up with this bourbon. Um, mm -hmm. And I've had a lot of uh, natural rep cigars that can't hold up to bourbon. Like sometimes you you want to have like a Maduro or something really strong, you know, with your bourbon. But this particular cigar, because it has a, a nice intense flavor, not not intense strength, but intense flavor. Um, exactly. it, it brings out kind of a molassesy flavor, which I really like a lot. Like this pairing is so far for me is, is really hitting on all cylinders. Um, and I'm a bourbon, as you guys all know, I, I'm a bourbon guy. And so this is a really nice pairing with this Buff Trace uh, barrel uh, store select. Well, that's, that's, that's fantastic. We're, we're all on the same page there. Eric, I was really excited. You you want you had a couple things you wanted to say about uh, store uh, barrel select uh, versions of brands that we already know and love. I uh, would love to hear a little bit more about your your thoughts on that. As you, as you've stated, we all know. Yeah, you're, you're a bourbon guy. <laughs> you know what's you know what's crazy is like I've had I've had Buffalo Trace almost my whole life, right? And almost my whole life <laughs> since <laughs> since Man, I was a baby. So <laughs> um, but I've I've never Back in Stockholm. Yeah. I've never been. <laughs> shut up, Terrence. I've I've never been Norwegian bourbon. Yeah, I've never been it's a an Italian <laughs> accent. <laughs> the bourbon was like the best that I've ever drinking in the bus. Such this inside joke. Nobody's gonna get it. Um, anyways, for me, it's not for you. Yeah. Uh, buff Buff Trace has always just been okay for me until uh, Jordan and I were at the Davidoff Lounge in Tampa, and. Uh, Tommy, he's the guy at the Davidoff yeah, Lounge awesome. in, in Tampa, and he's a, he's a really good bourbon guy. And um, he gave us a store pick of Buff Trace at that lounge. Jordan, you remember this night? Oh, yeah. And it was so good. It was like, it was like another bourbon entirely. Like, it tasted so much better. So since then, we've had several other uh, store picks. We've had one from Mile High. Scott got this one from Tipsy's. Um, they all tend to be, to be better. Um, than the regular one, but that isn't always necessarily the case. So, like, there's, there's sort of three types of store picks, apparently. Um, the three types of store picks uh, that, that guys do is, A, the, the store owner can go literally to Buff Trace and they can taste um, bourbon from a few different barrels and pick one that they like. Now, that's what a guy like Tommy would do or probably the guys from Tipsy's do. Because they're they're a you know a large large retailer, they'll literally go and they'll like try um, three different barrels, and then they'll pick a barrel that they think is good, and then Buff Trace then takes that and cuts it down to the um, proof that they want it to be, because it has to be within a certain range. So it's not barrel proof, but it is barrel select. So they'll cut it down to that proof. Um, the next sort of stage of this is Buff Trace might send three samples to a store and say, hey, can you pick one of these? Um, and so they don't get to like look around at barrels and that kind of thing. They just get three in the mail. They pick one of them, and that's boom. That's their store select. Finally, the third version of store selects is uh, Buff Trace might say, "Hey, we have this barrel, and um, it has to be a store select. We're not putting it into the the general run of Buff Trace. Do you guys want it? Sort of like uh, buying it sight unseen, so to speak. And they'll say they may say yes, they may say no. Yeah, sure, we'd love to have that barrel." And then Buff Trace cuts it down to the proof and that it is what it is. So you could theoretically get a store select uh, Buff Trace that might not be as good as these. But if you trust your retailer, if you trust your local, um, you know, if they have a bourbon guy that kind of knows what he's doing and he's actually picking out 
that barrel, it, it can make a world of difference, uh, Randy. Like it's it's amazing the difference that it can be between you know just regular buff trace and all of these guys do it. Four Roses does it. Elijah Craig does it. They all have store picks. But I've noticed, and I, I think Jordan, you might agree with me on this one. It seems like buff trace really can be dramatically different. Like I've never tasted just regular buff trace that's even in the same category as that one that Tommy gave us. No. And this Tipsy's one is very good. I wouldn't say it's at that level, but it does make such a huge difference. So I would recommend, Randy, Terrence, you know, find a, a, a local brick and mortar that you really like and trust. See if they have a bourbon guy. Find somebody in your area and, you know, see I'll if... call Tommy. Yeah, call Tommy because, man, I'm telling you what, that, that was well, freaking amazing. I almost wonder if a part of that also um, is, you know, we've all had store picks from various bourbons and sometimes it's like, eh, this tastes like bourbon. Uh, but Buffalo Trace is one that most of us are really familiar with. Like that's, right. For a lot of us, that's like that's your daily bourbon. So it makes more of a difference because once something is slightly off from the normal, you can you can actually spot that difference. You can spot it more. Yeah, that that that's so, a good well, point. So so I think what what's, what's important to to key on here is, and we've talked about this on previous shows, but but I mean, what you're drinking when you have the the standard Buffalo Trace. And this isn't a, a knock on it in any way, shape, or form, but you know they ha they have a warehouse with three to four hundred barrels filled with bourbon, and those all get uh, blended back into a single vat, and so uh, th it, it's it's kind of a homogenization of the of their their barrel room, and so I I think you're blending out a lot of the highs and lows. Um, that that, you, that you're going to find from individual barrels, and so the one thing that I would say that, that like you can count on from a, a, a barrel select or a store pick, is that it's a single barrel, and so you're getting the flavor that that barrel, that that 160 gallon little like batch of, of bourbon turned into, and and when you just buy Buffalo Trace, you know standardly off the shelf. It's all been homogenized. It's all been, you know, blended all back in. And so some of those, like, unique characteristics that might have existed in one barrel or a few barrels uh, kind of get blended out and, and turned into kind of – it all turns into the mean, really. Yeah, right? homogenized. Right. It's hom it's homogenized. And so, like, I, I would argue anytime you're getting just a single barrel, you're going to have more nuance. You're going to have more <laughs> – uh, highs and or lows, uh, you know, for, from that single batch, you, you know, there, there could be some greater strength to it, to your point, Eric, you know, about cask strength when they don't cut it back down. Um, but any time that, that you're just dealing with a single barrels, um, you know, production, it, it's always going to be a little bit more, you know, small batch, unique, you know, it's going to be the standalone. Um, and, and so I would I would argue that and I totally agree with you. you. You know, you should familiarize yourself with the retailers in your in your area. Find yourself someone that really cares about bourbon and, and is actively doing uh, uh, barrel picks. Um, but but man, the, the the stories of those trips are freaking amazing. You know, these these producers, Buffalo Trace, as well as many others, you know, host these large retailers and, and, and groups, even, um, I, I know Terrence, you've worked with uh, cask nation quite a bit. I'm sure, you know, they, as, as, as a group, the same way a retailer would go out and do their own barrel selections, yeah. uh, um, with, with different manufacturers where you get that, that, 
it's just a little bit more artisanal when you're just drink, drinking the, the yeah. bourbon straight out of that one single barrel. And it, well, well, it's amazing, too. I mean, if you've been to Buffalo Trace, I've, I've had the chance to go to Buffalo Trace once. And it's an amazing facility. I mean, it's incredible. It's just a beautiful place. It, it, was, uh, it, was, it was an incredible experience. Well, think about this, guys. I mean, ultimately, you know, Pappy Van Winkle is essentially just a barrel select pick by, yeah. you know, the guys that, that really sure. know bourbon, right? So, like, you well, know. Blanton's or Rock Hill Farms, Weller. Yeah, uh, they, they're just picking from those barrels, but they know the right barrels to pick. Right. And so, you know, while my local retailer at Tipsy's may not be at that level, they're still picking the ones that they say, oh, that's, I mean, Jordan, we did a High West pick back in the day, and we got to, like, try some out of three different barrels. It was, a, it was a lot of fun. Like, you're literally, like, you know, just trying it right out of that barrel. And that's essentially what they're doing to make these, these picks. And so that's why they're so much, usually, so much better. Now, that does, also, here's another thing that's kind of funny, guys, is, like, you'll get guys on, you know, Facebook groups, bourbon Facebook groups or whatever, and they'll say, oh, man, you guys got to try the um, the uh, stores. This uh, I'm having the store select uh, Buff Trace. It's so good. Well, it's not even going to be any. There's no connection at all to your uh, store pick bourbon because it's a different barrel altogether. Right. So you'd have to literally right. be having that same store pick barrel if you were to experience the same uh, flavor notes that they are experiencing, right? Because it's a different barrel altogether. But um, right. you know, people. I don't think people understand that um, one barrel select uh, from a store is going to be dramatically different. Probably, very similar to tobacco in that you know you could be growing tobacco in a, a farm and just uh, 800 feet away, the tobacco might be different, right? And so the, the 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 juice out of this barrel and the juice out of that barrel, there's there's no. Uh, it, yeah. Plus, where it was in the warehouse, you know, right. was it on a lower floor, higher floor, the temperature, you know, all that stuff has an impact. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there you go. Uh, seek out uh, some from your local guys. Give it a try. Compare it to, uh, I would say, the fun thing to do would be to try a, a store select uh, bourbon and then also buy just the regular one, pour them next to each other, and, yeah, and uh, see how they compare. They can also be much worse. Than yeah, that's right. Yeah. Standard. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Randy isn't essentially like, uh, like Budweiser, right? Like you think Budweiser, the king of beers, like... They're just homogenizing it always down to what they think is the same flavor all of the time, right? They're just no, mixing it, it, it all it, down. It, it, no, I, 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 know, I know you just pulled that uh, name out of your hat as, as a big brand, but, but that's the perfect example because uh, Anheuser-Busch actually um, is known in the industry as, as doing um, a high-gravity brew is what they call it. And so they actually make Budweiser, when it is brewed, is actually like an eight eight and a half percent beer that is then watered down to the ABV that they package it at, which I believe is like four point something, uh, four point eight percent or maybe five point two percent. And so by by doing that, uh, by watering down a more concentrated batch of beer, they're able to have a more consistent and again homogenized uh, flavor profile. And in beer, it's uh, it's something that beer really tries to do to have this very consistent flavor it's something i always talk about with uh with wine that wine drinkers um the wine industry has the benefit of having a wine consumer that understands that each um each harvest year is going to produce a different flavor 
uh, where, where cigars and beer, which are, are highly variable to their agricultural uh, ingredients, that vary from year to year based on the sun days that they got, the, the sun hours, the, the rain that they got. It's all, it's all much more variable. And so a, a brewery or a cigar manufacturer has to, you know, may, ha, has to kind of comp- constantly try and tweak to do flavor matching to what people expect from that brand, where when you just brew, um, you, you know, for for Budweiser, for instance, you know, for them to brew that that consistent beer, but then just water it up. They're homogenizing each batch so that they can have a very consistent flavor profile that they can meet year over year. Uh, so yeah, that's it, it's a it's a huge difference. So I'm saying I would say uh, this Buffalo Trace is certainly better than the uh, off the shelf uh, Buff Trace, and um, I think Randy, I'm I'm really curious. With your pick, your your pairing pick, I feel like this is a good pick. Uh, I'm going to give you credit because, um, well, as much as I love bourbon, um, I I as as much as I love bourbon and as much as I like this pairing, I do feel like um, I'm not totally able to get some of maybe the lighter notes. Uh, this it, this cigar holds up perfectly well to bourbon, and it's a great pairing, and I would recommend it. I'd give this a thumbs up. I'm I'm not ready to yet, Jordan. Don't give me my thumbs up yet. <laughs> I would, yeah. I would probably Take give. It easy, Jordan. I'm just Whoa. saying, I feel like Randy maybe that beer, the brown ale, might oh. give you a little bit more opportunity to get some of the more subtle notes out of the cigar. Am I off on that? No, I think you nailed it. You, you know, you said it earlier, graham crackery character. You know, um, and it's interesting with this cigar. You know, and so many of Agnor Salif cigars can have that like peppery um, spice note. Where, where this one is somewhat subdued in its spiciness, but it, but it reverts back way more to a heavy baking spice character. So I'm, I'm getting a lot of uh, cinnamon notes. I am getting that, that kind of sourdough crust, that graham crackery note that, that you talked about that I, I feel like the beer is absolutely uh, emphasizing in the cigar. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm having no trouble whatsoever of um, the intensity is and the cigar and so it's allowing the flavor profiles to really just kind of um bounce off each other synergize if you will mm-hmm. uh and uh and, 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 and really amplify uh some of those nuanced characteristics uh, you're dead on now jordan i know you didn't get the quite exact right cigar <clears throat> but you have a fantastic agonor sleeve cigar but go ahead and tell us how that's yeah, I mean, uh pairing uh, it's re- this is pairing really nicely uh this is pretty robust robust uh robust um, <laughs> let's just um, pause for that. <laughs> soak it in, people. Soak it in. <clears throat> uh, I oh, haven't boy. had the, the one you guys are smoking in, in a second, but I feel like I remember it having a bit more sweetness than this one does. This one is more along the lines of, like, peppered toast, uh, nutmeg, that kind of a thing. And there is, there is, a, there is a little bit of sweetness to it, um, which is really brought out... Well, with the burb, I'm. By the way, I'm pairing a Old Forester 100, um, and this brings out that that touch of sweetness as more of a caramely note uh, between the two. The bodies are are matched nicely. They're both medium full. Uh, it's going really nice. Uh, real quick, let's go to our studio audience. Uh, let's uh, go to Scotty. How's your Cerberus doing with the Old Forester 100? Real oh, quick. Wonderful. Love it. Pairs great. Love the cigar. Boom. Thumbs up for you, <laughs> Matt. Matt, what do you think? Uh, now you have the actual uh, signature selection. I do. How's it going with the old Forester 100? So the cigar is amazing, and 
the bourbon is great. If anything, the bourbon kind of like pulls off a bit from the cigar. The cigar is sweet and delicious. The bourbon is really good too, but then it, it leaves a bit of a bitter aftertaste. I don't know why that is. So maybe mm. maybe you would want to step up the bourbon to... Uh, uh, yeah, something a little more... Uh, with that charred oak, vanilla, caramel, something to match the, the sweetness that I get from the cigar. All right. Um, very good. Um, Terrence, how is your pairing? Let's start. Let's get right down to the, the nuts and bolts, baby. Um, give us an update and then give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on your pairing. No, my pairing is a thumbs up. I mean, I think it goes well. Like I said, I think by itself, I don't know if this would be necessarily the bourbon I would... Uh, I would uh, have, uh, you know, go to, but with this particular cigar, um, it really complements each other. And I think if I went with something that I would normally have if I were just drinking bourbon, uh, I would lose a lot on the on the flavor. I, I'm gonna have to try the, I'm gonna have to try the the, the Sam Smith's Nutmeg Brown. Uh, I'd, I'd be interested to see how this is the greatest night of her life. With my pairing and thumbs up, it goes. Now, there go, yeah. Terrence, out of uh, out of your whole portfolio, um, and you know me being a bourbon guy, but out of the whole Agonorsa Leaf portfolio, uh, what do you think would be sort of like the for me as a bourbon guy? What do you think would be the best bourbon Agonorsa Leaf sort of uh, pairing if you had to recommend one to me? Of of anything? Yeah, of all of your cigars. I think Agonorsa Leaf Maduro. And uh, and Rock, Rock Hill Farms, which is—I oh. uh, don't know if you've had Rock Hill Farms. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, yeah, that's a—it's—I it's mean, it's, hard, it's impossible to find. I haven't had it in a long time. But I remember once I had, I had uh, the Rock Hill Farms with an Agonorsa Leaf Maduro, and it just—it was just beautiful. It was just that rich smoke from the from the Anniversario Maduro. I, I, I excuse me, Agonorsa Leaf Anniversario Maduro, and uh, and that was just amazing. And then the bourbon just intensified it, and it was uh, it was just a wonderful pairing. It's one of my favorite all-time pairings. The Rock Hill Farms is uh, one of these bourbons that I feel like that you can kind of cheat the system a little bit when everyone's asking their liquor store, "Hey, can you put me on the list for Pappies?" You're five thousand deep. But if you come up with one like Rock Hill Farms, and you say, like, "Hey, can you put me on the list for Rock Hill Farms?" They're like, "Okay," and they'll you'll they'll you'll get called up. And they'll have a bottle. This has happened to me multiple times. So if you pick something a little more, mm. a little more obscure like that, they'll just give it to you. Yeah, and it's, again, Tommy uh, from Coronas turned me on to Rock Hill Farms. He was the one that, that that first introduced me to it, you know, several years ago. All right, I will. I'll do my uh, pairing. I'm going to give this uh, pairing Jordan a thumbs up. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm I'm a little bit more interested in what what Randy's got going. Uh, personally, I think that. He might have picked a better pairing than me. I don't know that, but um, I'm still going to go thumbs up because I am a bourbon guy, and I love this pairing. It does bring out a cool molassesy flavor to the cigar, um, getting some cabinet spice. Um, but uh, I know I've smoked the cigar so many times that I know all the notes that it already has, and I know for a fact that I'm missing a couple of them that I would like, and most notably maybe uh, graham cracker. Um, Kind of not getting that. It's more on the molasses side. So while I'm going to give it a thumbs up, I'm I'm going to say if I was voting, I would vote 
I would vote for Randy on this one. Um, <laughs> um, so that's that's my thought on this. It's still a thumbs up, but I I wish I still I wish I could get that graham cracker, and I think the bourbon is taking that away just a tad. Yeah, I, I couldn't say any better. Uh, myself, I think you're right. I have a better pairing. Uh, <laughs> the, the Sam Smith Nut Brown um, re- really does allow for all those nuanced characteristics of the cigar to totally shine, kind of take center stage on the pairing, and, and yet somehow be enhanced also by by the, by the beverage pairing. This is a thumbs up for me. Obviously, Jordan um, this is a great pairing. This is a go-to for me. Again, one of my favorite beers, one of my favorite cigars. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, all right, Terrence. Um, <laughs> I think we've covered that. Uh, you're in Arizona. Tell us what you're doing. Um, what shops are you visiting? How can uh, people see if they're down in Arizona? Are you going to be anywhere tomorrow, or is this it? Yes. So, uh, I, I'll, no, so I'm here the whole week. I just got in today. I uh, saw a good old Barton at uh, Ambassador. I was at uh, Owlier with good old Lenny today. And then uh, I have events Friday, Saturday with... Uh, with Cigar King in Scottsdale and Saturday with our friends Sam and Rosie over at uh, Fine Ash Cigars in Glendale. So if you're in Arizona, please come out and hang out and uh, we can, you know, do some pairings, do some good pairings. Sam and Rosie nice. were at uh, La Zona Palooza, right? Yeah. Great people, you know, yeah. like oh, you wow. guys. And, well, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's a given. Oh, yeah, I know Sam and Rosie. What am I thinking? Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, the regular uh, about the town uh, industry folk i love it yeah. um well fantastic so we do have some other uh programming going on this week eric what's going on on friday night so friday night is is one of terrence's favorite shows he'll probably miss it because he'll be at an event but we are doing the cigar brand stock market oh, episode man. so we'll it'll be it. uh, it'll be me and scotty brayband from trinity cigar lounge scotty's sitting right over there well uh, scotty are you ready are you ready for this? This is your first cigar brand stock market that oh, you've been on. Actually, if you oh, remember, it would oh. be my second. Okay, so I the don't remember. The first one in was the, the introduction when you guys did the show from my mobile cigar lounge. Well, that's right, yeah. Oh. Yeah, super excited. Love it. We started, had a great time then. I've been here for a few of them since then. Always fun. I'm looking forward to it. Get so, some hot takes. Get some people arguing and bickering. It'll be great. Yes. So, so it'll be Scotty, it. uh, Cigar Coop, and uh, Bear Duplissa from... Um, uh, Ulasa, uh, uh, what is that? How do you say it? Eloso. Eloso. Yeah, yeah. So it'll, it'll, it'll be, uh, and Jordan, of course, as well. So we'll be uh, going through some brands. Uh, that's Friday night. And then the week after that, uh, Matt Booth will be on the show. We'll be chatting about Room 101 brand. Um, Randy, what do you got next uh, week for uh, Flavor Odyssey? Well, thankfully, Jordan already filled in and let me know what we're doing next week. Uh, so we will have my, my tried and trusty partner back. Robbie Raz will be back in the saddle. I don't believe will it. Be fin- <laughs> we'll be finishing the uh, trail of Natural and, uh, and, and covering uh, Crownhead's Fiat Lux. Um, we have not yet announced our uh, pairing, so stay tuned on both YouTube and Facebook. As uh, Mondays, we go live with our updates for the pairings for that week, and um, hopefully I'll get Robbie back in here so I stop um, muffing our, uh, our, our our live shows. Um, and, uh, and let you guys know what we're going to be pairing with the Crownheads Fiat Lux 
next next Wednesday, Flavor Odyssey. Absolutely awesome. Thank you, Terrence, for joining us on Flavor Odyssey, my friend. Hold on. Oh, my pleasure. Wait, oh, wait. It's a pleasure. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh, oh we got one guys. more thing. We got one more thing. That's right. The votes. Uh -oh. the, votes. The, votes. the big the votes. votes. Who won? How does it go down? All right. <clears throat> They're going to choose Terrence. Oh, it's changed. It, it has changed uh, at the last second here. So, in uh, last place, we're looking at a tie. 21% between Randy and Sensei. Terrence Ooh, takes the win with 57%. Wow, Terrence. Oh. Terrence, you're undefeated. You're, you're essentially the Tom Brady of cigar pairings. Well, I, I, don't, I don't like to make a big deal out of it, you know. I, you know it's, uh, I kind of, you know, saved the day. <laughs> you did indeed, Terrence. Well done. I, I got to tell you, thank you so much again. We really don't uh, hardly ever have guests here on Flavor Odyssey, so, so thank you. You're one of our favorites. The person of the year, Terrence Riley, Agnor Salif. Follow him, support him. Do everything you can to buy some Agonorsa Leaf and, and follow this guy. He's a great follow. Just don't judge him on his food picks. One <laughs> yes, food pick. One, one food food pick. pictures. Yeah. One food pick has ruined my life. <laughs> all right. All, all that said, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're watching us on YouTube, like the video and join us next week as the Odyssey continues. Thank you.